Our second scripture of the day is from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. Made alive in Christ. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you were followed the ways of the world and the ruler of the kingdom of air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of the flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved, and God raised us with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Jesus Christ, in order that in the coming ages we might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Jesus Christ. For it is grace you have been saved through faith, not from what from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Amen. Pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditation and thoughts of each heart bless you, Lord God, our strength, and our Redeemer. Amen. It is such a familiar scripture for many Christians and followers of Jesus Christ, even for churchgoers, that whenever we see John 3.16 printed on a sign at a sports event, we immediately Recite the verse, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. You've heard the theme over and over again today through the songs that have been sung, through the children's message, through the scriptures that have been read. What does it mean? It means this. It means that God loves you. It means that God loves the world. It means that God is inclusive. There is no one outside of God's circle of love. God's focus, God's focus is on you. I don't know what you've experienced over this past week. I'm not sure what kinds of trials or struggles you've had to contend with caused by others or even caused by yourself. I don't know if there are those of you who are watching who really felt, I've had it, I'm tired. Is this all there is to life? I don't know what you have gone through this past week that has caused you to ask the question, does anybody really care? Does anybody really care about me, about what I'm going through? Here's the good news. The answer is yes. God cares, and God cares about you, and God has demonstrated that God cares about you by the giving of his son, Jesus Christ, by offering you salvation, eternal life. 
There's some individuals, when they hear the term eternal life, they think about um, life after death. They think about that life that we're going to experience once we see Jesus Christ face to face. But the eternal life that God offers to us is a life of communion with God through Jesus Christ now. Listen to John chapter 17, verse 3. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Eternal life. It's not just about the resurrected life, dear ones. Eternal life is about knowing God now and not knowing about God. Oh, there are so many people who know about God but they don't know God, and they don't know Jesus Christ. But this eternal life that God is offering to you and others who have not received salvation yet, this eternal life, this salvation, it provides you with the opportunity of having, listen to this, an intimate communion with God and Jesus Christ in this life. This is how Jesus Christ describes this relationship. Listen, in John chapter 17, verse 21, that they may all be one as you, Father, are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that, so that, the world may believe that you have sent me so that the world may know that when life comes at them like a rushing flood and they do not know what else to do, they do not know where else to turn to, they will turn to me and therefore experience salvation, eternal life, and intimate communion with you. How intimate, let me just get personal for a moment. How intimate is your communion with God and Jesus Christ? You know, during this Lenten season, this is the time that we ask those kinds of questions, right? We pause, we stop, we reassess our relationship with God. Those of us, those of us who are followers of Jesus Christ, take this time and ask the question, how intimate is my communion with God through Jesus Christ? Am I spending the time that I need to nurture this, this communion through prayer and reading of the scriptures, through worship, public and private? How would you, how would I describe this, this intimate communion with God? Listen to what Jesus says, that they may all be one as you, Father, are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that, I love that, so that, <laughs> so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Yes, this life is a life of quality, not as the commentator states, is a life of unending human existence, but a life 
that is lived even now in the presence of God through Jesus Christ. Mm, that's good news for us. There is a world that needs to know that there is more to life than just struggling and worrying and becoming anxious over life's conditions. There is more to life than climbing someone's ladder of success. There is more to life than trying to get along, and so you do all that you can to go along, even with those who are not the best examples for you. Yes, you, you and I have received this free gift of salvation, this eternal life, by inviting Jesus Christ into our lives as Savior and Lord. And we're called to go and to share this good news, this salvation with others. And, and Jesus reminds us, and, and for whatever reason, this week, this particular text just leaped out at me, that Jesus reminds us that as we share this eternal life, this salvation, this gift of love that God has given to the world, no one is excluded, that we must make sure that we take the time to share it not only with our family and with our friends, but we must also take the time to share it with our enemies. You see, it's, it's, the, it's the church of Jesus Christ who understands that we do not shun our enemies. It is the church of Jesus Christ that understands that God wants even our enemies to know about this salvation, this eternal life that is made possible through Jesus Christ. Oh, listen, please. In Matthew chapter 5, verses 43 through 48, Jesus hits this point home. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be children of your father in heaven. For he makes his son to shine on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the righteous and on the unrighteous. Listen, for if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even Tax collectors do the same. And if you greet only your brothers and sisters, what more are you doing than others? Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. Evangel Heights family and friends, this salvation, this gift of eternal life, we are to share even with our enemies because guess what? You know the answer. God loves even our enemies. And God desires that even our enemies will not perish, but will have eternal life. In Ephesians chapter 2, verses uh, 1 through 10, which you heard in your reading, it reminds us, especially verses 8 through 10, that yes, we must continue to do the work that has been given to us to do. Look at verses 8, and t eight through 10. 
For it is by grace, God's unmerited love, that you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works. We know that we cannot do anything to earn this gift of salvation, this gift of eternal life. It's a free gift. Verse 9, that no one can boast. And here's verse 10. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. What are, what are those good works you're asking, Pastor? The works that reflect the life and teachings of Jesus Christ. The works that reflect the life and teachings of Jesus Christ. So, today we celebrate the fact that this God who has created the universe, this God who has created the world, has taken the initiative to say to the world, to say to you and me, I love you. And I want to be in a relationship with you through my son, Jesus Christ. I want to offer you salvation. I want to offer you eternal life. I want to offer you the opportunity to be in my presence forever, starting now. Hmm. I don't know about you, but what I've discovered on this journey called discipleship is that when I remember that I'm in God's presence, when I remember that I'm in the presence of one who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly more than I can even ask, imagine, or think, when I remember that I'm in the presence of one who has said, never will I leave you, never Will I forsake you? When I remember that I'm in the presence of one who is all-powerful, all-knowing, all-understanding, when I am in the presence of the Almighty God, life's circumstances, life's challenges, life's concerns are no longer viewed as insurmountable, but they are viewed as opportunities for God to show me just what God can do with that that is difficult for us. For God so loved the world, God drew a circle of love that includes everybody. No one is excluded. That he gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, so that you and I, the world, if the world chooses to, may have eternal life, intimate communion with God, starting now, a communion that will last throughout all eternity. Well, On this 
Sunday, there may be those of you who have uh, not received this gift of eternal life. Let me extend an invitation to you. Let me extend uh, this invitation that you continue to think about who this God is and the gift that he's offering to you. And if you recognize that you need this God in your life through Jesus Christ, don't let another day go by. Invite Jesus Christ into your life. Acknowledge that you are separated from God because of sin. And you recognize that God's free gift of love to you is his son, Jesus Christ, who died for your sins, for my sins, for the sins of the world. And by acknowledging that and asking Jesus Christ to forgive you for your sins and then to invite him into your life, guess what? You now, you now begin this new relationship with God through Jesus Christ. There are others of you who may be thinking, I'm not ready yet, Pastor, to make such a decision to invite Jesus Christ into my life. If you're not ready yet, let me just caution you to say, uh, don't keep putting it off. Because you never know. We no longer have the opportunity to do so. If you're not ready yet, then when you become ready, I'm going to ask you to go to our church's website. And I want you to click on the prayer request button and and complete that information. And within 24 hours, one of our prayer team members will respond to you, will follow up with you. For God so loved the world. For God so loved you, me, our enemies, that God gave a free gift. God took the initiative. His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, so that you and I may experience an intimate communion with God and Jesus Christ. Not just in the hereafter, but beginning at the moment that we accept Jesus Christ into our lives. Let us pray. Loving and ever-seeking God, we give you thanks for the free gift of salvation eternal life through Jesus Christ. May the seeds of your word find receptive soil in the hearts of these, your people. This is my prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.